time. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. 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 Oh, just leave it to me, will you? Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, ladies Well, go on. Good evening. You're the best, David. Ladies and gentlemen. Give it him, Dave. And welcome to... We couldn't do that. The Wonder Show. Oh, Well done now. Oh, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. That's pretty good. He's crying. He's only 27. <laughs> John, you do it. Where's the script? Here. Here. <clears throat> ladies and mudge... <coughs> ladies, and ge- ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new... Wonder Show. Welcome to the new Wonder Show. Over the centuries, over the centuries, we've had a lot of letters about Dave Lee's Signature tune for this show. And always anxious to please our public, we're going to change it. No, he'll walk out. Not in his state. No. Yes. <laughs> this is the new, new. I'm sorry, I'll read that again. With jokes in it. And what better, what better to boost our new image than a brand new signature tune? Right. So here, from the prolific pen of IT Briddock, here is the I'm sorry wall. It's a super tune. You'll love it's it. too much. Did you like it, ladies and gentlemen? (laughs) Well, so much for progress. (laughs) Yes, once again we bring to the microphone the amazing voices of... Pembroke Taylor. John Lee. Oh, John, you're too much. Yes, no, do little. <laughs> David Hatch. And... Uh, <laughs> All of which can only mean one thing. It's I'm sorry. I'll read that again. Again. <laughs> is now slowly getting dressed. Spoil sport. <laughs> the trees are budding. <laughs> and the sap is rising. Mm. Morning, chap. <laughs> and in every meadow, the little flowers are forcing their way through the hard earth. <laughs> and, and what is this? It seems that overnight the woods and meadows have been painted all colours of the rainbow. Yeah, who's been painting my ruddy meadow? <laughs> all is bright and gay, and the countryside is alive with wondrous youths. <laughs> with an H. H. <laughs> it's the season that brings new life into the world. So be careful. Look! Look! In the fields, the little lambs are gambling. 
double and see you. Better king, more easy. You dirty cheat. All that for one joke. <laughs> and in the cow shed, the cows are carving. I'll have a nice slice of bread, please. <laughs> and all this, all this is the product of love. I said, be careful. <laughs> for spring is truly the time for love and every young man's fancy. Oh, fancy. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> the time for romance. Ah, oh, yes. L'amour, l'amour, I love you. And you. And you, and you, and you, and you. L'amour. Yes, yes, yes. But why so many? Well, you know what they say. L'amour, le merrier. They... <laughs> they don't ever say that. Yes, they do. L'amour, le merrier. So I was wrong. Every little breeze seems to whisper, Jonky. Anyway, this is the time when every young man sets out to find a mate. Hey, mate! Yeah. What I mean is that every young man sets out to woo his lady. Woo. Let's follow this train of thought. Yeah. Till the young man bursts into song. Was a lover and his lass with a hay and a hoe and a hay, nonny no, with a hay, nonny nonny. No. Oh. <laughs> yes, well, quite enough of that. There is, of course, a perfectly scientific explanation as to why this sort of thing happens at this time of the year. Yes, yes, you see, in the spring, as the atmospheric thermocausal index rises above the hypodraulic level due to the kinetic rays of solar influence, i.e. the sun, this induces an upsurge of adrenaline in the corporal or corporal body of human chromosomes, which I can best describe as... <laughs> no, of course... <laughs> This may happen very early on. It's not uncommon to be holding hands by six and kissing by seven. By ten, there could be heavy petting, and by midnight... <laughs> Who can think of a better way to end our celebration than with a spring song? How are you this fine new morning? Can't hear the flowers yawning. There's no more snow and <laughs> oh, it's spring, spring, spring. All the birds are tweet, tweet, tweeting. All oh, the sun is beating. So sing with me, it's spring, spring, spring. All the little crows are crowing. You can hear them in the meadow every day. And friendly farmers going to see them on their way. The bluebells all are ringing And the bumblebees are stinging Everyone can tell it Well, well, well It's spring, spring, spring It's spring under the old apple trees at home when we were young and you were just a girl. <laughs> oh, John, what's happened to us? Why have you become so indifferent? I don't know. <laughs> what's on television? Oh, look what the years have done to us. Where's that virile swagger, that jaunty moustache, that devil-may-care tilt of the bowler hat? Well, they never suited you. 
only one thing left. You've got to kill yourself. Oh. All right. The trouble is, you haven't the guts. What happened the last time you tried? It nearly worked. You're a fool. You can't strangle yourself with an orange. You've done it now. You've, you've injured my pride. A man can take a lot when his pride is injured. He can only do one thing. John! I'm a doctor. It's too late. He's gone. That was our production of Humpty Dumpty. And now... <laughs> and now, as the audience settle into their stalls... And the musicians are coming into the pit. <laughs> what was that? A pig pony. <laughs> there is an expectant hush. Shh. I'm going to have a baby. <laughs> We present The Magnificent Six and a Half, starring Sir Lawrence Scrimbling and six others in... Woollier than a wombat, hairier than an artful, hurrier than a parrot, and mightier than a duck. Champion! Champion! Champion the Wonder Mouse, played by Dame Masha Wilkins. Uh, moo. No, I mean... Oh, no, uh... It's early morning on the Lazy Bee Ranch, somewhere in the sleepy south. The flies are humming, and the sun is hot, but the air is heavy, and everything moves very, very slowly. I'm sorry. Um, Big John, the owner of the Lazy Bee, is playing on his mouth all. <laughs> he is a big, big man with a big, big mouth. And <laughs> this is his land. That's right. I came here by my grandpappy 20 years ago. He just squatted down over there by that tree stump, and the Lazy Bee's been there ever since. <laughs> His elder brother was a sheep farmer. That's right, he planted nigh on 300 sheep. <laughs> Not one of them came up. But Big John lives there with his lovely adopted daughter and his faithful old stable boy. <laughs> that's me, that's me, I'm the faithful... <laughs> that's Rather unstable boy, actually. <laughs> but they are poor, but they are happy, in their humble bedstead. Surely you mean homestead. That's how poor they are. Oh, I see. Fiona Lou. Sure is, sir. Wipe it off. What's going on over there, Pappy? Oh, that's the old corral. 
And they sing well, too. <laughs> For geese. J.R.'s happy on the ranch, Pappy. How did we come to be here? The usual way. Oh, well, <laughs> me and your grandpappy came down these parts working with the engines. The engines? Yeah, we worked on the locomotives. They were railway engines. <laughs> Sure are wild horses. <laughs> Look, Pappy, horses are coming in their horse and buggy. Aha, you are obviously the city folks. What makes you say that? I don't know, something inside, some mad, unbearable passion to express myself. To have my own words spoken out loud with people listening, me and my audience. Isn't that what acting's about, life, art? I don't know. I'm the writer with tears in his eyes. It's show business, I guess, the stage. The lights, I love it all, do you hear me? I love it! It's great! It's wonderful! <laughs> I'm sorry, I think I misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> I said, why did you say we're city folk? Because it's in the script? Quite correct, and you went on a day for two in North Dakota. Well, now, you must be the grand English lady from the city with your fine clothes and your airs. Oh, dear, I forgot to shave again. <laughs> never mind, never mind. This is my son. Um, hot diggity, a yippee partner and slap leather, that sort of thing. Grimbling, yeah. hits their horse. Certainly. I now pronounce you man and horse. <laughs> Not sure it will, sir. Oh. Allow me to introduce you to my lovely unmarried daughter, Fiona Lowe. Well, tan my hide. Oh, I rather like it. <laughs> what can I do for you, ma'am? I'll have you now, you handsome brute. Oh, I'm sorry, I'll read that again. I'll have you now, you handsome brute. <laughs> Yes, and I expect you'd like to see my breeding stock. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> oh, here they are in the paddock being exercised. Up two feet, down two feet, legs together, hooves on head, and sit. Don't go too near, they're wild horses. We catch them and break them in two. Oh, how cruel. I say, this one... <laughs> I say, oh, I say God. again. I say, this one's nibbling me. No, he's only chewing his bit. I'd just rather it wasn't that bit. <laughs> Nice, but I can't see what I want here. It ran by the stable. Oh, thank God. <laughs> now, I'm sure there's something you'll want to buy. Uh, what else can I show you, young man? We want something a bit different. I say, what's that over there? Good oh, heavens! Two coconuts coming this way. No, 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 no. It's a strange animal. It's pulling up. Yeah, it stopped for drink. Do you recognize it? I think it's whiskey. <laughs> I mean the horse lump head. Oh, but look, it's not a horse. You're right. It's got funny little whiskers and big ears. What is it? I know. Let's see if it makes a noise. It's a mouse. It's it's mighty large. It's enormous. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, 
You have just heard a record number of mouse jokes. <laughs> now, back to the plot. Why put your children to suppose? <laughs> but I suppose, I suppose it's untamable, a thing of nature. They're not. Timothy will tame it. Timothy, get out there, show them the somethings you've inherited from your mother. Not my pink knickers. Right, right, that mouse. Oh, very well. But I need something to whip it with. Grimbling, give me a song. Certainly. No, this is my song. Thank you. No, Timothy, get over that fence. He's up. He's He's down. He's up. He's down. For three hours, Timothy struggled. Then Grimbling opened the gate for him. Face to face with a wonder mouse. His knees were knocking. Let me out! They stepped to the left, to the right, Timothy led, then the mouse led. Suddenly. Timothy's fallen! I, I heard him cry out. He's frightened the horses. They're stampeding. Oh, Timothy's lying right in their way. Move in, somebody. They'll trip over him. He's doomed. No, look at the man. He's paying the bugle. Oh, he's facing the whole herd. It's no good. Get in the air, Shoo! That was a narrow squeak. Oh, Timothy. Oh, you're safe. And all thanks to this creature. Bless this mouse. Come here. Come here and let me stroke you. Oh, Mummy. Not you. <laughs> you lovely beast. He's mine. He wants to stay with me and be my champion. I want him. No, he's mine. But he saved your son. So he did. You can keep him. Yeah. Champion! And so Champion the Wonder Mouse stayed with Fiona Lou. They did everything together, and soon they became the talk of the neighborhood. <laughs> She's living with a mouse. Oh, but he's a, a very remarkable mouse. He must be. <laughs> Time again, champion saved her. There were many stories. Once upon a time, in the middle of the night, Fiona Lou awoke with a start. <laughs> no, no, no. A man was climbing through her bedroom window. <gasps> he stood at the bottom of the bed. Yes. He leant forward. Yes, yes. He put his hands towards her and... Yes, yes, yes. Champion woke up and chased her away. Oh, oh boring. Stupid mouse. <laughs> yes, it was not an easy life for a girl alone on a ranch full of men. Come and get it! <laughs> but who used to protect her and earn himself a special big cuddle? I'm no fool. But one day. Feel a little grimbling. I'm afraid we can't go on like this. We're too poor. We're going to have to sell something. <gasps> the ranch? No. Fiona Lou, this is going to hurt you. Ah! And another thing. We've got to sell champion. Oh, no. Yes, Lady Constance and Timothy will be here in a trice. Sir, there's a trice arriving outside. Ah! Ah! Oh, you've decided to sell. We must. With one other solution, your daughter can marry my son and we'll take over the ranch. <gasps> Never. Oh, very well. I'll take champion. Here's the money. He'll be very useful in my business. What's that? Mummy's a butcher. A butcher? Yes. Now give me that mouse. He's rightfully mine. And he'll give me some tasty slices of meat. <laughs> <laughs>
You mean? Yes, I'm claiming my stake. Oh, no! Oh, yes. Oh, champion. Yes, it was rather good, wasn't it? <laughs> and so champion was taken to the knacker's yard, where they chopped... <laughs> where they chopped the meat off... <laughs> off the horses. Silence! I shall have you for Sunday lunch. Thank you. Have you... Have you anything to say before you go? Your last chance. Will you marry my son? No. Then in the oven with him. Oh, put me down. And the mouth. Stop. If he goes, so do we all. I have a small bomb. And very short legs. <laughs> and it's going to explode. <laughs> Magnificent six and a half. Will champion the Wonder Mouse be baked in a pie? Listen next week for a... Wait a minute. I told you this isn't a cereal. Oh, dear. time flies when you're enjoying yourself. Just think, it's time for me to read the closing credits already. It only seems like half an hour since I read the opening. I think David's getting bitter. Rubbish, he's worse than ever. <laughs> well, as you've no doubt guessed, the Angus Prune Half Hour is drawing to its inevitable close. The voices you heard were those of Timbrook Taylor, John Cleese, David Hatch, Joe Kendall and Bellotti, and the laughter wasn't canned, which is more than I can say for the audience. <laughs> the scripts were written by Bellotti and Jeff Hale, and the song was the brainchild of enormous Bellotti. And the music was by Dave Lee and sundry musicians. Musicians. <laughs> Nor let us forget the arrangements by Leon Cohen, even though the band did. <laughs> Humphrey Barclay was the producer. Was. W-A-S. <laughs> so now it only remains for me to say there will be yet another fun-packed edition of I'm Sorry I'll Read That Again next week, when the saddest clown of them all will tell you... I'm sorry... I'll read that again. Okay. <laughs> My name is Angus.